before the bloodbath begins, slither your way to the host's socials for the podcast slash Twitter at the BHO underscore podcast, Instagram at the Baron's Hideout underscore podcast, to stab to Aaron's accounts, Twitter at double AA row three, and Instagram at double AA row. Find the podcasts on your favorite apps and Patreon. Enjoy the slaying and try to stay alive. For the next period of time, strap in as the hosts rip and tear at the unsuspecting guests, and which the learn their dark secrets and methods of the genre. In this bloodbath, no one gets out alive. This is within the barracks. Welcome. I'm your host Dustin, and we're doing another episode of. Within the Barons. Within the Barons, our interview uh, series. And today we have Kato Oss. I hope I'm saying your last name right. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm awful with It's easy, with names. but no worries. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm awful with, with names and everything. So I, I always try to like go on Google to be like, okay, am I saying this right? And sometimes <laughs> they give me the right you know, pronunciation on it, and sometimes they don't. So I, I blame Google half of the time. Um, but it's a pleasure to be talking to you. I know that you do a lot of burlesque dan- uh, dancing and you do theater acting as well. Um, and you were just in Revealer that is coming out in Shutter next week, the uh, the twenty third. Um, I'll probably end up dropping this on that day, um, but you know we'll see. Maybe I'll do it before. <laughs> Maybe I'll spoil everybody. And um, <laughs> I know that you're also going to be in another movie called um, Black Mold. Which I think, because uh, I was talking to um, Jill uh, a week ago, and I guess everybody, for the most part, whoever was working on Revealer is also working on Black Mold. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, the cool. Venn diagram is a circle. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really, really cool. And she was even saying with her movie, The Stylist, that you know a lot of people that were working on Revealer also worked on that. So it's like one gigantic family. So that, that must be cool that you are, you know, working with all these people that you've worked with before and being, you know, kind of familiar. So that's, that's really, really cool. Yeah. I, it's just a really great community of people. And, you know, once you're in, you're in and it's just, I'm, I'm overjoyed to work with all of them. Yeah. And, um, the revealers are a really, really good movie and I can't wait for everybody to watch it. Um, because we had the screener for it, so I watched it. Jeez, I don't know, like five or six times within the last like two weeks that I, I think I've had the screener. It's really good. <laughs> uh, you and Shana do a really, really good job on this. Um, but I always like to kind of you know, start at the beginning uh, with like you know where you know everybody kind of started in their career. So I kind of wanted to pick your brain and know like what came first, since you do like you know all the dancing. I, I think you do some counseling as well. Like, you know, like I'm um, uh, teaching and you also do circus and a bunch of like you do everything. Like your repertoire <laughs> is like insane. I, I went on your website to see if I could pick any more information. I was like, holy crap, <laughs> there's so much. So um, what what kind of started first? Was it acting or dancing or was everything all at once? Yeah, um, definitely the acting side of things started first. Um I come from a really artistic family, which is really lovely because they've always been so 
incredibly supportive of me, um, which I know is not always the case for people in the arts. So um, to have their support just really means the world to me. And um, my very first play, I was like five years old and oh, wow. I was in Peter Cottontail. Um, and I played one of the bunnies and I was very excited to be a bunny. Awesome. <laughs> um, so that was kind of my first uh, foray as I tread the boards. Um, but I, I really took to theater in middle school and high school. Um, my brother was pretty big in the theater department. He, we're, we're five years apart. He's five years older than I am. And okay. um, at the time it was very much like, whatever my brother does, I want to do. <laughs> so um, I took French and I took theater and very much kind of followed along as his shadow. Um, and as I got into high school, I was realizing really where my my love of theater was coming from and really falling in with um loving shakespearean acting so i did a lot of shakespeare in my teen years and then um i went to school at drew university which is a small liberal arts college in madison new jersey outside of new york and um i was part of their theater program and uh got to work with some really incredible folks out that way and uh when i was 22 i packed two duffel bags and moved to Chicago and I've been here ever since. So, awesome. uh, yeah. So the short answer is the acting came first. Um, I did a lot of musical theater too. So, uh, the dancing kind of came along with it. And I feel like, unless you're like truly that like triple threat level person, you're either more on the dance side or more on the singing side. And I was more on the dance side. Um, but yeah, uh, I uh, I lived in London for a, a brief time and I got to, I, I started doing burlesque over there. So it just kind of went hand in hand. That's awesome. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, it it um, it was just such a wonderful experience to, I worked at, or I, I was part of the, the Cheek of It burlesque school um, and then moved to Chicago and kind of just continued to pursue it and pursue it. So I've still, I'm still doing it to this day. So um, however many years later, um so yeah i i just can't i can't stay away from performing it's kind of it's just there's something really really magical about it and you know now kind of doing more film work it's that it still has that ephemeral magic that mm -hmm. theater has where you know closing night you have that like wispy or sometimes you're like oh thank god this show's closed but more often than not <laughs> you're having those those moments of uh those, those wistful moments of wishing that the show would continue but the beauty of of cinema is that it does get to continue and now yeah. we're just we're like two years later kind of just starting this journey with revealer so yeah i'm really excited i was really shocked um when i was talking to you know the others about it of how long it was kind of in not really like limbo but like it was like made but it was just kind of waiting to you know become a thing and yeah. now that shutter picked it up i mean that that's that's awesome in two years like Damn. And uh, they were yeah. telling me that it was like really like a family unit over there because, you know, it was during COVID and, you know, had to shut everything down. So I wanted to ask you, like, how how was that whole like family dynamic during like the uh, the couple of months that you um, and the rest of the crew were, were filming? Was it really hectic or was it like, you know, pretty laid back for the most part? Uh, I think it was a little column A, a little column B, just because I'm and I'm sure that the the guys that you chatted with earlier mentioned this, but it was um there was no protocol we there was there was nothing that was really we didn't have a whole lot of guidelines in terms of filmmaking during a pandemic I, you know it was yeah <laughs> really my least favorite word unprecedented um 
so we, but we did everything within our power to keep everybody safe. Um, and we all ended up being very safe, which was great. Um, you know, no one, no one got COVID, which was wonderful. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a relief. Uh, but we isolated all on one hotel room floor, hotel floor. Um, so, uh, Shana and I came down a week early and quarantined and we tested and tested and tested and we just stayed in our rooms and had our <laughs> meals delivered. So it was this weird, um, you know, and it was hectic because we were on a, a tight schedule. The film was, you know, shot in, tw- I think Luke said 11 or 12 days. Um, it, and it's a, it's a bear of a film. So to shoot it in that short of a period of time, the script having been written in eight days. So there was this sense of kind of urgency, but also this like really electric energy, um, you know, and everybody just kind of fell into this almost like summer camp kind of mentality of you know like we were just kind of having our little because it was in the middle of summer and we just had our little you know summer camp let's make a movie (laughs) thing but like on a massive scale um so yeah it it all it it was a nice balance of like kind of the hectic fast-paced film world but also just really getting to know some incredible artists Uh, everyone who worked on the film is just mind-blowingly talented yeah like everything i love the whole like vibe of the film like even just looking at the poster i i love the color scheme by the way i kind of tried to match it here and i was talking I to it. him about that too i was like like purple and blue the, the color scheme is great and especially since it's set in the 80s it definitely has the 80s feeling um you know yeah. like all the costume design like how, your whole get up and shana's get up everything is great like the whole like shop is is really really cool um, but yeah. how did you um, uh, get on this project? Uh, did you um, hear about it and, and reach out to it? Or did um, someone from the crew like discover you and be like, hey, we want you to be in this awesome film? <laughs> um, so Sarah Casey, who is the casting director on the film, uh, she cast the first feature film that I was in um, called Two in the Bush, A Love Story. And uh, in that, I, uh, I got to play uh, a dominatrix who was very witty and quippy. And um, I loved that part very, awesome. very much. Um, that was really fun. And she called me up and she's, you know, and we're, we're in the middle of lockdown. And um, I think it, there was this mentality around performance and filmmaking of, will we ever get to do this again? We didn't know what the future looked like. And it was so um bleak for a time and I mercifully got this phone call from Sarah and she just said hey uh I have a script on my desk (laughs) it's set in the 80s and the character is a stripper who fights demons are you interested and I was like I'm pretty sure you ticked all of my boxes (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah Um, yeah so she she really um you know really huge thanks and huge shout out to her and I, I truly don't thank her enough for everything she does but she is one of the most amazing advocates and allies for actors in Chicago and she at the time I didn't have representation so I I didn't have an agent kind of going to bat for me and Sarah really went to bat for me um in this casting process so to kind of walk into a project of this size without having agency representation it was like a little intimidating um but just like i'm so grateful that the stars aligned the way they did so major thanks to sarah casey and major thanks to everyone on the rev team for taking a chance on little old may <laughs> yeah you i mean obviously it's it's you know um 
know you and shanna who are like the the whole focal point of this and you both hold this film so well i love all the things that happen all the dialogue you know the you know the saint versus the sinner and, and all that stuff like i was talking to them too like not that many movies are pushing the boundaries that i feel were being pushed in this and i yeah. kind of wanted to ask you if you felt the same way like have you seen anything that's kind of doing this because I, I i haven't in a long time at least yeah i that's a fantastic question and you know like off the top of my head no i don't think that there's something quite like this because i think that the really neat part about the script and the story itself is um you know both shane and i come from theater backgrounds so we are so used to the rehearsal process and you know sitting in a rehearsal room for three four five six weeks you know however long and really getting into the meat of the script and kind of taking that slow burn process to develop this fully realized piece. And when we got the script for Revealer, it reads so beautifully, you know, it is a film. It reads yeah. like a comic book, which like my, still my little nerd heart, um, <laughs> but it reads like a play. And the fact that it read like a play and the fact that this was just the focus of these two people that ultimately, yes, it's a horror film, but ultimately it is about these two people interacting with each other, getting to know each other, really being vulnerable with each other. Very intimate. It, it is so intimate and it is an actor's dream come true. Like I could not have asked for a more magnificent script to just really dive in deep and get to know who Angie is. Yeah, I agree on that. And there's a lot of really cool things. I don't want to go into spoilers or anything that happens throughout the whole movie and just kind of how it does. It doesn't stop. It's literally a roller coaster, but it's great. Uh, the sets are really, really cool. Um, the color scheme is amazing. The acting is great. All the things that happen along with it are really, really cool. Um, but yeah, since you're, you're talking about comic books, I wanted to ask you, how does it feel to be in a comic book now? <laughs> I can't wait for it to drop. I really can't. I am so stoked. I like <laughs> when I found out who wrote it, you know, first of all, like finding out that Tim and Michael were the ones who wrote it. I was like, yeah, what? You know, like, cause you don't, I feel like you don't really hear about comic book writers writing features necessarily. Maybe. I mean, obviously like Marvel. Yeah. 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 That whole universe. But like when it comes down to, you know, more indie comics, um, you don't really hear about that. So hearing that, there was a comic book and then finding out that we were going to be comic book characters was like <laughs> I know like if you told like 15 year old me that this was what my life was going to look like I was like I, I, I could not have even imagined how I would have gotten here being a comic book character is like a bucket list item I never knew I had and um I definitely cried when Luke told me we were going to oh, do a comic awesome. and he was like he was like of course we're doing a comic do you know who wrote this <laughs> Yeah, no, I can't wait, especially since they were saying that it's going to be like other adventures, like before, after, and everything in between. I can't wait to see what they're going to have uh, your characters go on and do. And honestly, I want to see a revealer too. <laughs> I, I do. would love a revealer too. I really that is, You hear that, Luke? A revealer too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I will message him and be like, you better be writing a revealer too. <laughs> um, <laughs> Get on it. <laughs> yeah, like... It's great. Everything. Like, I can't say it enough. The whole, like, aesthetic of this film is so good. It's literally my favorite film of this year so far. 
And I've seen a lot. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not just saying that. Like, I've seen a lot of films this year, like a lot of big budget films. And yeah. you know, this was like a smaller film and um, a very, very tight crew. Not that many people on this film. Um, right. And it, it's great. Like, it, just the story itself and the messages that it brings out. Like I was saying, it's really pushing boundaries. And I haven't seen anything like this in a long time. And I really hope people like it the way that you know I do and other people that I've talked to that have you know gotten screeners and have done interviews um, yeah. with either you or the rest of the crew. It's so good. And um, I can't wait for it to drop. Um, I'm going to be buying that comic book. I'm going to get every physical release. And I'm going to, I want posters. So I'm yeah. definitely going to be getting my hands on everything for this film. Cause it, it's great. Thank you. Thank you so much. That really is, is so kind of you to say. And I know it's, I know it's not lip service. So just thank you. Yeah. I mean, thank you for, you know, bringing this to life. You know, I mean, it, you're like the star of this. So it's really cool to see that there's something that you're a part of that's getting, you know, really positive reviews so far. And it's not even out yet, you know, so yeah. that that must feel really, really good on your end. And obviously the whole rest of the crew. Um, it's really, really cool. And you're going right on to your next future, you know, with Black Mold yeah. and kind of working with yeah. uh, the same people. So um, we can touch on that a little bit. How how is that whole process going? Because um, that's in post production right now, right? Is it already like yeah. it's already filmed and everything? It's just being kind of edited and whatnot. Yeah, we are in post right now. I, I'm not sure if there are um, pickup shots that may be happening, um, but that process was was similarly like that same like hectic, but like um, intimate. You know, uh, and John Pata is the writer director on it and editor i believe for sure he's editing because mm -hmm. he's got a death wish no um, <laughs> he had a had a and luke are both uh very similarly wonderful people just really kind-hearted warm people who care so very much about telling a story and telling it in a way that kind of pulls you in and has you rooting for people um black mold was was a wild experience um it it was a lot of it, it, compared to revealer where we had one location um we had several you know exteriors and we had all these different locations we were shooting and i don't want to give too much away about it but um that process you know i i think i think sometimes you can get into this like dream world about <laughs> like oh this feature i made like it was so special to me but like no one's ever going to see it. And like now it's going out into the world. So I think I had a little bit of whiplash of like, oh, wait, this might be your life now. Um, so when I got the call for black mold and, uh, and was, was driving down to Renfrew, Illinois, which is just outside of Champaign where we shot uh, revealer. Um, I was very nervous. And then I got to set and I just saw so many faces that I recognized yeah. and had become so close with these people that it was just, a homecoming and um, just a, a warm and wonderful and safe environment um, to really explore. Uh, and I, I think the the juxtaposition black mold is a very different tone from revealer. So I'm I'm very excited to see how that all turns out and what that looks like. And and I just felt so grateful to work with you know everybody from the rev team and from the stylist team. It's all like like I said, it's the Venn diagrams, the circle. Yeah. Um, but also to get to work with um, Agnes Albright and Jeremy Holm and Andrew Bales, just like yeah, it's a pretty a big cast. I was looking at you know yeah. the casting on, and I was like, wow, compared to Revealer, yeah, this is huge. <laughs> yeah, and, um, <laughs> correct. Yeah, 
And when I was talking to Jill too, she was hyping it up. She's like, you, you're going to love black mold. She's like, it's going to be different. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I like different. So I'm very, very excited to see, um, you know, kind of how you're going to be approaching the acting in this compared to what you're doing with Revealer. Cause obviously two separate films. So I want to see how uh, dynamic you can be. So this is going to be really, really cool. Um, uh, I will say I definitely play a snarky bitch again. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like Which it. I like, do I have a type? <laughs> yeah, you, you're already typecasted. There you go. <laughs> yep. yeah, that's my role in life, I guess. <laughs> um, but this is also a pretty uh, big question. Are you an actual horror fan? I am. Okay. So I, I was always what I refer to as a creepy kid. Um, I was like one of those... <laughs> I, I wasn't like, uh, I was a creepy kid, but I was a wimp. So like, I really loved Halloween, but I got scared by things very easily. I have the craziest imagination of like, you know, shadows passing in the house, you know, <laughs> kind of stuff is I'm like, there, I can like spin out and just like build this whole world of what monster is there. Um, and I did that a lot as a kid. So I, I slept with a nightlight, true story. I slept with a nightlight on until I was probably 16 years old because I was that scared of the dark. Uh, that's kind of familiar to me. <laughs> no, I mean, the dark is a scary place. Um, but in my, uh, it wasn't until my mid-20s that I was like, okay, you know, you're kind of a chicken. And I was like, staunchly, like, I won't watch horror. I'm too scared. I, I have nightmares. Like, I watched an episode of American Horror Story and, like, had nightmares. And was, I was wow. like, this is not for me. <laughs> oh, I know. Of <laughs> not no shade at that show it's a great show but yeah. like it's not it's not like mind-blowingly like a ruining my life fear kind of thing and when I was about 25 I was like okay I'm gonna give horror another try and I latched onto it so hard that it's become almost a source of comfort for me um I think maybe that that can sound familiar to some people I think that there's something really magical about the horror genre I was talking with a couple friends of mine yesterday who, um, Warwick, Warwick Johnson, who's a comic book writer as well, and mm -hmm. Ben Silverio. Um, I actually did an interview with Ben and um, we were talking about horror and I just was expressing how delighted I am to see, you know, there's always been genre films and always been this kind of excitement around it, this kind of community around it. But I think that there's really... I think that mainstream media is really starting to take horror seriously and sure. um, it's not really, it's not being written off so readily anymore. And it's really cool to see people getting hyped up and excited and seeing these larger studios taking on horror and treating it like they would a, a period piece or, you know, comedy or whatever. So um, it feels really cool to be part of this like horror revolution. So. Yeah, I've always said that too. Like, even the the horror community itself is so um, nice. Uh, everybody, you know, helps everybody. Everybody's supporting everybody. Like, of course, there's going to be a few bad eggs, right? But we we usually kind of get them out, you know, quick enough where they don't do too much damage or anything. But yeah, horror um, has always been a big part of my life. Uh, I was I was scared of everything. Uh, my first movie that i can remember that that i saw was halloween 1978 I actually have a ton of masks i can see it all so um yeah i was scared of everything i couldn't go into haunted houses i would cry um yeah same but until maybe i was about 15 16 is when i like really tried to go like head on with it and i just watched as much as i could 
to kind of face my fears and be like, okay, I want I want to like this genre. Because yeah. everything else kind of bored me. With horror, you can do so much with it. And you can mix in so many other genres. Uh, you know, yeah. like, that's why there's so many horror comedies out there. Because they, they blend so well, you know. Um, and Reveal it kind of tiptoes on that a little bit. But it's also a drama. It has, a, it has so much going on in this film. And that's why I can't yeah. wait for people to, to watch it and, and pick it apart. Because every time I've watched it, I've always picked up on something else that's going on. And, and I like that a lot about it. But yeah, horror is um, definitely starting to, I think, be way bigger than comedies and action adventures and even dramas at this point. Because box office yeah. hits have been just coming in crazy. Every time a horror movie comes out, it's it's through the roof. Uh, yeah. Like, take X, for example. You know, like, Ty West is a brilliant, brilliant um, mind. And I love House and of the Devil. What a great film. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. It's so good. And I, I watched so it, good. I think, three or four times in the theaters. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it, it's really cool to see, uh, especially with Shudder, it's really making horror community and horror movies come way bigger uh, than I think yes. they've ever been. And, um, you know, everybody's kind of discovering all these older films and they're all becoming cult classics now. And it's really, really cool to see that. And uh, I'm happy to have Revealer in that community and, and family. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's awesome. Same. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> same. Yeah. It, it, it's like, I still, it, I still don't believe it's real. Like, I'm going to get to Thursday and I'm still going to be sitting here like, wait, we're on Shutter. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's nuts. It's going to be a big, big deal. You know, what would be even cooler is if, uh, you know, Joe Bob does it on Friday, how he does, if he reviews it and has it on the show, that would be awesome. Because uh, he, he has done yeah. stuff like that. I think he did that with Fried Berry when it came out. So, yeah. never know. Never know. <laughs> you never know. I think he's, he's got a soft spot for the indies, man. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I, I like I think lower we all budgets. Do. Yeah. Yeah, like I like big budget movies. Don't get me wrong, but I think indies they always hit way harder because they're not not really you know being controlled by you know all the the, the big heads up there, and you can kind of you know squeeze in between all the wedges and do what you want. And reveal, I feel like definitely did that as well. You guys, definitely, mm-hmm. like I was saying, was pushing a lot of boundaries, and I appreciate that sure a lot. Did. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a favorite scene out of Revealer without doing any spoilers or anything like that? Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think it's a spoiler because we mentioned it before. So Angie is Angie is a stripper, a dancer in a in a peep show, and we got to do this whole dance montage. Um, I it, I mean, it borders on a music video that happens, you yeah. know, kind of in the first half of the film. Um, that was the first full actual scene that I shot. Oh, um, really? They 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 started you off like, okay, dance, <laughs> do it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> So um, I, and I got to have a really heavy hand in that scene. Um, Luke was so collaborative with me when he found out that I do circus and I do chair work. He was like, I want to incorporate this because we couldn't have a pole. You know, we, there was, there were a lot of limitations in an eight by eight box. Um, So he let me choreograph the entire piece. Um, We collaborated on the music choice because I was, you know, I was trying to figure out what what was Angie listening to. Like, of course, she's got she's a punk, so she's listening to punk, and um, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that came out in eighties, eighty six, you know, all the eighties, but eighty six, eighty seven that she for sure would have been listening to. But I was also starting to like take on a like um, glomming onto Nine Inch Nails, which was eighty (laughs) nine, so it's like a little bit, you know, it's out of the out of the (laughs) film on that one. But 
um, me glomming onto Nine Inch Nails? I never heard of it. Um, <laughs> so I started pitching some stuff and Luke was like, please check out Gunship. And um, so I picked Dark All Day as the song and we ended up getting to use it in the film. Thanks, Gunship. Um, so we shot that scene and I think we went, I'm pretty sure we went through it seven times. And that song is like five and a half minutes long. Um, and we shot from all different angles. We were moving walls out. Like Rob oh, was wow. in the booth with me, at Rob, our DP. And um, then we would like move the glass and he would shoot from the front and we'd do that like cool panning thing that he would do. We'd get corn, you know, it was just like unbelievable amounts of creativity from Rob and Luke and the whole team about how to shoot someone dancing in a box like you know how do you how do you make it not feel like she's in a diorama and um just that as soon as that that scene starts every time I just like can feel the hair on the back of my ne neck go up and I, I I just love it I love it and the interspersed cuts of Shayna and her reactions um so I think that was probably my favorite scene to shoot um but I will say that the every one-on-one -on -one scene I got with Shayna was such a glorious moment it just I, I I am constantly in awe of Shayna she is so phenomenal and so giving and just she's an incredible listener and she's an incredible scene partner and it just I don't feel like I could have gotten as much out of Angie as a character had it not been Shayna playing Sally and I just I'm so eternally grateful for her for being so present and for being such a wonderful friend and a wonderful influence in my life. So I truly treasure all of those scenes, especially the more deeper vulnerable ones that y'all are going to get to see. So, yeah, there's definitely a scene in there. I think is probably the best. Um, I think we talked about it with, with Luke, but I'm not going to say it again, just because I don't want to spoil it. Cause I, I think yeah. we did some spoilers <laughs> when we were talking <laughs> to them. I think we might've slipped some out, but you know, that's okay. But yeah, the whole dance scene is it's badass. Like the music is great. I just can't say enough good things <laughs> about this film. I really can't. I I like even when I was talking to him, I was like, I can't find one negative thing with this film. Like I watched it so yeah. much and I can't find one flaw in it because it's so different and it, it like it's pushing so many boundaries. I, I know I say that a lot, but it really is. Um Thank you. Cause I, I was trying to think like, hmm, I'm gonna think back to the eighties. I was like is there any films that this is making me think of and kind of weird, but it was making me think of like night of the comet. It has a lot of like weird oh. vibes like that going on. Uh, and I even asked him, like, was that like an inspiration? Like, no, but I can see that. I'm like, okay, well, that's awesome. So yeah, that's, that's what I get a lot from this film, even though it's obviously completely different, but like, the whole like doomsday and, and stuff like that that's going on in this is, is really, really cool. Um, another thing too, that um. I didn't ask them, but I'm going to ask you, considering that you weren't on screen for it. For the creature, did you see what it was going to look like beforehand, or did you guys see it right there, and that was your first time seeing it on screen? Um, I'm very glad that the first time I saw it was not seeing it on screen, oh, Okay. Um, because I think I would have been even more scared, but... Um, <laughs> the the prosthetic work and and all of the you know makeup work is credited to brian zurich and he just blows my mind with his talent and he built that incredible creature um and you know the fun part of it was uh that it 
the character was played by our health and safety officer because of uh, his height, because he was so <laughs> tall that, you know, Shana, Shana and I are pretty tall. I'm, I'm 5'9", and Shana is, I think, 5'11". So we're oh, pretty tall. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm like 6'1". Yeah. 5'11", 5'10". She's, wow. yeah, she's, yeah, you know, so we're like, we're tall chicks. Um, <laughs> and... So when we had Phil playing the creature, it was it was pretty intimidating. And we know Phil to be so sweet and so kind. He's taking care of us, making sure we're getting our COVID tests and our meals and stuff. <laughs> and then to have him just like dressed up as this horrific thing um, was pretty wild. Uh, yeah, that was pretty. I, I don't want to give away too many spoilers about it, but the, it, yeah, it's, it was it's really pretty cool. fun. It's it was pretty cool. fun to get to play with him. I have some very fun behind the scenes footage uh, that I hopefully can release once we, once the film comes out of Shana and I and Phil as the creature, just having a little dopey dance party. <laughs> so I want to drop that soon. I can't wait to listen to the commentary tracks as well. I know you guys, I think you yeah. recorded them all so far, right? I, I think. Um, yeah, I know that uh, Sarah, our producer and our, you know, our essentially our entire art department, um, <laughs> our, you know, our production designer for it, uh, and Rob, and our, our director of photography have done it. I know Tim and Luke and Michael did one, and Shana and I did one. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be very cool to to hear how everybody's experience on this was. Yeah, I'm very excited for that, because I love this movie. <laughs> Um, Thank you. So besides, um, you know, Revealer and Black Mold, uh, between all this, uh, you're still doing, you know, theater and um, burlesque. Were you doing that during um, any of uh, the production? Well, probably not during Revealer, but with Black Mold, did you have to, like, block off a bunch of stuff before you could go back to theater? Or were you kind of balancing both of them at the same time? Well, it was kind of this... uh, it's it's been kind of this interim period where theater is like just now starting to kind of get its wheels going again. So there there weren't a ton of productions um, that I would have been like that there would have been a character that I would have been able to play in it uh, at the time. Um, so kind of taking the time off to do Black Mold was not a hindrance, um, but it is uh, and with the burlesque thing, it, the way it works, at least in, in this city, in Chicago, is um, you're kind of your own entity. So you can kind of accept gigs and decline gigs as needed. Um, but I will say that calling my day job and saying, um, I'm going to need this time off because I'm going to go make a, another horror film was um, pretty cool to say that that's the reason why I needed to take time yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, so, that's, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, the beautiful part is like you can... I, my my friend Sam Taylor, um, who was a friend of mine from Albuquerque, where I'm from, and he lives here in Chicago and is heavily affiliated with Looking Glass Theater. But I remember talking to him when I was kind of first getting my feet wet in the professional acting community in Chicago. And I I just said, you know, I feel like I'm really missing out on things, like I'm missing opportunities. And I think a lot of young actors can feel that way when you feel like you're not you're not landing the parts that you're excited about. You came from maybe you came from an educational environment in which you were getting cast in a lot of things and now you're not experiencing that because the market's different. Um, But I remember Sam just saying, listen, it is a river. It's not a lake. And the river just keeps flowing Mm -hmm. and you decide when you are going to get in the river. Um, It's not going to reach capacity. It's not going to, you know, there are opportunities out there for you. And I think that that really has stuck with me that, you know, 
this is a life that you can build. So kind of wanted to throw that out there for anyone who's in the performance community to just let them know that, you know, just keep going. If this is something that lives in your bones and you can't live without it, keep going because there are myriad opportunities and um, they are coming your way. Awesome. I like that. Really good, good um, you know, speech for everybody out there. Cause I know a lot of people um, are kind of, I don't know if afraid, but um, I know some people uh, around me who try to go into like the acting business and then yeah. they, they get really like let down because they're not getting certain things that they want. Um, we know a yeah. few um, filmmakers actually that are very local to us and they kind of get, I don't know, sad when um, their films aren't being, you know, submitted to these festivals, which I mean, it sucks, but I mean, you have YouTube, you know, I mean, yeah. Are you going to get paid for the YouTube? Maybe not, but hey, you never know. Maybe somebody's going to pick it up like, hey, we're going to put you on Shudder. You know, Shudder's sure. picking up so many um, awesome films. And we have a, um, a very local uh, community over here. Um, and you know, the filmmakers that did um, Death Drop Gorgeous, because I, I live in Massachusetts and they're in oh, um, cool. in uh, Providence. And they, they got on Shudder and they're really, really, really cool guys. So if that's a movie you haven't seen yet, make you should definitely watch that one. It's it's on Shutter and it's great. Death have, Drop Gorgeous. You have the uh the, the VHS here somewhere. Um and that's yeah. another thing. I hope Revealer gets on VHS because I like collecting VHS. <laughs> so that that'd uh, be really cool. <laughs> I definitely know that there are some very cool uh viewing options and audio options and comic book options that will be happening. Oh, you know, I'm going to be grabbing each one of them. <laughs> Every one of them. This whole room is going to be revealer everywhere. Just revealer. <laughs> yeah, just one whole revealer wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The poster itself is going to take up a whole wall, and I can't wait to get oh a my, ha- my hands gosh. on that. I can't wait to get a poster in my house. I already, uh, as a as a, a wrap gift, um, production gave us, um, If without spoiling too much, but in the Peep Show, there's a shot of, sally where she's got neon signs behind her and they gave each both shana and i one of those neon signs that's awesome. so um i want that right next to my regular poster that's awesome um is horror something that you you want to keep doing or do you kind of want to branch out and kind of get your feet wet in in all other um you know genres of film um i am i mean i am so excited about every genre of film like <laughs> filmmaking I, I I always thought I was going to be a theater actor and I shan't ever be on camera. (laughs) And then I did film and I was like, wow, okay, my mind is blown. Um, So truly I would, any film opportunities, I, yes, I would love to branch out, but I will say I have always had a desire to do horror and the fact that I got the opportunity to do this and then Black Mold has just been tremendous and um, I will say, because I haven't gotten the opportunity to say this, but uh, one of my life goals is to be in a horror film with Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> I really want this to happen. So uh, I, yeah, I, I definitely, I'm, I'm just really excited to see um, what the future holds. Well, I feel like you're definitely going to be an up and coming um, you know, uh, name that everybody's going to want to get their hands on. Because your acting is is very good, and Shana's acting is really good. I cannot wait to see Black Mold. I really, really can't. Um, yeah. Just every time I see someone talking about it on Twitter, or um, I see Jill say something, or if I'm just scrolling IMDb, and it's like, hey, here's something you might be interested in, and Black Mold's there. I'm like, it's not even out yet, and it's taunting me already. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm like, come on, I, I want to watch it. Yeah. So that's that's going to be really really cool. And if it gets on Shutter too, that would also be you know, really really cool. You have two films on Shutter. Um, that would be dope. Do you have a favorite horror movie? Ooh, um, I really 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 loved the film Bliss. Which oh I, yes. Yeah. Um, that I saw on Shutter. That amazing. That's the uh, the the uh, vampire one, right? The painter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that one's uh, really cool. Also a Shutter film, also very neon drenched. Uh, I thought the lead in that was just phenomenal. I was a big fan of Bliss. Um, I really love Ari Aster's work. Uh, I loved Hereditary. I particularly loved Midsommar. Um, that, that fucked with me on a level that I <laughs> like still haven't fully recovered from. I remember uh, going on, it was very early on in my relationship with my partner and we went to go see it because we were both like, yeah, I had loved it. I knew that they had loved it. So we went to go see it. And afterwards uh, we were on the train back and both of us were kind of having that like, feeling like are we having like acid flashbacks it's so visually <laughs> challenging to watch um so i i definitely every time i've watched it i've had to have like 45 minutes of silence just to like get my brain back in my body um i've, I've very much loved loved that one um and i'm like i am such a sucker for you know some of the older films i loved halloween i really love friday the 13th uh, I love Scream. Um, I am super into Suspiria. I really liked the oh new one. Oh my god. The remake of the original or both. I love Suspiria. I've seen both of them. Um, actually, fun fact. Uh, the first time I saw Suspiria uh, was actually in a theater. So I actually saw it on the uh -huh. big screen. Uh, it was at a film festival, the Salem Horror Fest. Uh, this was nice. about 2018. That was like my first introduction to, even though it's not really Jalo, but it is Jalo, because you know it's Dario Argento. Yeah. And, oh my God, the colors are great. I have I have it on 4K and it, it's beautiful. I oh, I good. I really want to see Dario's new uh, movie. What's it? Uh, black glasses or black sunglasses or something like that. Mm -hmm. It just mm -hmm. came out in uh, I think Italy, and I'm hoping it it gets over here because I, I love Dario Argento. But Suspiria, yeah, sure. hell yeah. Suspiria. So, so in in tandem with that, also climax. I loved climax. That film is wild. Um, I also was a huge uh, Mandy fan. Oh yes, and, yes. Um, I I also really loved. Um, I'm gonna get this wrong. Willy's Wonderland. Yes. Okay. We have another advocate of someone who loves this film because I love it too because it's so film genius. Is great. That film is fucking. Great. It really I is. love that film. Yeah. It's like he, yeah. Nicolas Cage does not need to talk. He doesn't. He just proved it right there. He doesn't need to say anything. He's got to be a badass. And the whole movie I, is great. I had heard rumor that the reason he like he really wanted to do the film, but that his contracts stipulate that he's paid per line. So he agreed to be in this film and not have any lines so he could do it. Um, <laughs> That's interesting. I don't know if... I don't know if that holds water. I don't know if that's true. I did hear that at some point. Um, it would be very, it would be very cool if that was the truth. <laughs> yeah, that would. I mean, it's it's Nicolas Cage. I mean, he he deserves every penny that he gets, regardless of what he does, because he has. I don't know. The last what like three or four years, he's just been doing as much as he possibly can, and everything is great. Wow. Uh, he's definitely one of those actors that I think, um, no matter 
what he's in, it's it's going to be a good movie. And um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping to say the same with you when I see Black Mold, which I, I I'm sure it's going to be because you're acting in in Revealer and with all the theater acting that you're doing, I I I can't wait to see it. And um, wow. uh, would you want to do more work with Shayna? Uh, do you guys have anything yeah. coming up with that that you can talk about, or is it kind of just like a dream that you're like, hey, I hope we can get on another movie together? I mean, it's a dream that I hope we can get on another movie together. I absolutely 100% with full certainty could say that I'm sure Luke Boyce is conspiring to make that happen. <laughs> um, because we, the three of us just became like best friends very quickly. Um, anything that I could work on with Shayna, I would do it in a heartbeat. She is, she is a, an incredibly special human being and it is a gift to be her friend and to get to act with her. So, yes. <laughs> I want to see that, too. I want to see either a revealer, too, or, or a new IP or, or something. Um, I want to see you guys in, like, an actual, like, slasher film and to see both of you go ham. I think that would be really, really cool to see you chop people up. Because um, that, be that kind of <laughs> happens in this. You guys are badasses, yeah. definitely. Um, but th- a proper, like, hack and slash, hell yeah. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. And um, yep. having you like dance around and like do all these crazy things, I think that would be, that would be sick. Be sick, Luke. Be come so on, cool. come on, write this right now. You're hearing it. He's on it. He's on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. This film is is definitely a ride, and and we have like less than a week for it before it comes out. So I'm sure everybody is really anxious. To see all yeah. the reviews coming out. Um, I'm probably going to end up. Um, my co-host isn't here tonight, but um, I think we're gonna probably do a review this week and, and put it out once the movie drops um so that's gonna be really really fun um i don't know if i have any other questions that are pertaining to revealer or anything like that but uh if there's anything that you want to talk about right now that you want to on a pinpoint that was either with revealer or black mold or any of your other projects that you want to you want to highlight and let people know about um i I think those, you know, those are the the big two right now. And I am just, I'm just so excited for people <laughs> to get the opportunity to see this because, you know, it's kind of like what you're saying when you're pointing out, um, you know, moments that you noticed how the film reminds you of the night of the comet. And um, I think I, I'm really excited to see what this stirs up for people, because I think everybody has a different thing that they kind of latch on to with it um you know I got I got the opportunity to watch it with my family with my parents and my my brother my sister-in-law and my sister-in-law's parents and you know so um getting to hear you know they're not horror people at all um and getting to hear their feedback on it and and what excited them uh about it also I have a one-year-old nephew now so um (laughs) like it was not like the 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 relationship with angie became all the more rich um and and uh so you know just just getting the opportunity to share that and see what people take away from it um and i i just think we just gotta love each other you know take care of each other regardless of what's going on whether you're a saint or a sinner (laughs) you know you you gotta hold everybody up um Oh, this is what I wanted to ask you. I always forget to ask yeah. this when, I, when I'm talking to actors. So what is like your, your um, way of getting into the role? Are you more method or are you kind of just, just go along with it? 
Uh, <laughs> no. I am. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, uh, I am not method acting. And without saying it, I just, uh, I, there was a time and a place for method acting. I don't think that time and place exists anymore, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> that's like the Dustin Hoffman, his, I was talking to Laurence Olivier. Did you hear, have you heard the story? I'm pretty sure it was Laurence Olivier they were in a show together and Dustin Hoffman was like running around and like doing all this stuff. And he was getting hyped up for this scene. And Lawrence Levy is like, my dear boy, what are you doing? And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So getting into the scene. He says, why don't you simply try acting? <laughs> yeah. Um, which is also stuck with me. Uh, I, so I don't, I don't approach it from a method capacity. I, when I get a script, I obviously read through the entire thing first. Um, if I'm able to prior to an audition and I have the material available, I will read through all of the material that's there. Um, so I am, I am a big script reader. Um, and then I'll start to kind of pinpoint, uh, what is, what is the, you know, in acting terms, what is the objective of this character? What, what does this person wake up every day and what is their driving force? Why do they get up in the morning? Um, and I think that a lot of actors can relate to that question, but I also find specifically that I love building playlists about characters, uh, which I do for every show I'm in, every film I've done, I've, I've built a playlist. Um, Angie obviously had a lot of 80s, uh, yes. a lot of 90s. There was a lot of gunship. <laughs> um, 90, uh, there wasn't a lot of 90s, it was just Nine Inch Nails. Um, <laughs> Nothing but, wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, and so like I also for my character CJ, I got to build. Uh, I was starting to build a playlist for her as well, um, which is very nice because when I'm on set and we have like a little bit of a break, I can kind of just pop my headphones in and be able to kind of feel like I'm sticking with the the world of that character. Um, I also because I'm a huge nerd, um, <laughs> I will attempt to drop an astrological chart for my character <laughs> um oh, where that's I, definitely different i don't think i've ever heard that so that's that's cool yeah <laughs> so like um determining their sun moon and rising signs their venus placement their mars placement um kind of it, it's a way that i view the world one of my best friends is an astrologer and and she really kind of turned me on to this it's it's a different way of viewing the world so um getting to do that for Angie was really fun to see how like fiery she was and what, where that kind of fire came from and, you know, where the depth came from. So th I think those are the two big things that I tend to do when it comes that's to character work. That's really cool. So you're building the charts <laughs> and you're listening to music. That's really cool that you're, you're pulling things from that. Cause I don't think I've ever heard those two ever be brought up when, when someone's talking about a role, they usually just kind of like getting, try to get into headspace and that's it. But they don't really do anything extra. So like the music part and also doing like the astrology part, that's that's really badass. So that, that's really cool. I think yeah. you're, you're on to something. So I think other people need to pick that <laughs> up. That, that's that's really, really cool. That's really interesting. And a lot of work, though, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like that's a lot of work. It, you know, it is. But I think oftentimes, I don't know if other actors can relate to this, but like sometimes you're handed a script and you go, where the fuck do I start? You know, mm -hmm. do I just start memorizing lines? You know, am I going to get stuck in a pattern of saying the line the exact same way a million different times? Yes, that happens all the time. <laughs> um, but I think there's oftentimes a like, where do I begin? And everybody's process is different. Um, you know, I also find it really, really crucial to, to warm up before I go and, and live on set, especially with Angie and all the physical activity that we had to do in the film. 
Um, but you know, having the opportunity to know like, okay, I've, here's the astrological stuff that I came up with, I've got my lines memorized and then being able to kind of put in that playlist and warm up, um, was really more so how I, I'm, I am kind of an outside in actor where, um, if, if my physical body is not connected to my brain, it just, the, 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 the circuits don't link and yeah. then it doesn't light up the way I, I would hope it would. So I think that those are really kind of crucial elements for me. That's really cool. That's interesting. I like that. It's, it's different and different is good. <laughs> not everybody <laughs> can have the, the, the exact same way of doing it. So you're definitely on something with, uh, you know, adding some more depth to characters and I can definitely see it in revealer. Um, Thank you. But Shana too, like I feel like what ha- whatever she was doing to get in that headspace was I feel like was probably a little bit harder because she had to kind of pull pull um, saint vibe and a sinner do whatever the hell you want you know like, just I mean, fuck shit yeah. up you know with her Everybody's- she kind of had to be goody two shoes to a certain point you now so yeah. definitely um, not to say that. Uh, your job was any easier or her job was any easier no, or harder but... or anything like that. I'm, I'm sure it was all, you know, um, a little bit of both on each of your, your ends. But, yeah, it's, it's really cool to see the outcome that the super intimate film had with these two characters, you know, starting to kind of break out of their shells and kind of accept e- each other because it's really what everybody needs in the world right now and this film I think is definitely going to speak to a lot of people in that way of getting people to realize like, you know what? Yeah. The world's a dark place, but um, we gotta, we all gotta stick together. And that's why I love this, this film. It's great. The writing is amazing. The acting is great. All the scenes are amazing. The the colors are so beautiful. The soundtrack is great. Um, Yeah. There's really nothing bad I can say, Um, but you know, someone's going to find something because they always do, you know, but you know, screw them. You know, a hater's gonna hate. RuPaul yeah. said, "Never read the comments." So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I try not to. If we ever get comments on anything, I try not to read it unless it's like a you know something good that I can see ahead of time. I'm like, okay, you're, you're cool. I like you. Yeah. But yeah, this film, um, everybody needs to watch it as soon as it drops. So um, I'll, <laughs> I'll probably end up putting this out. Um, it comes out on Thursday, so I'll probably drop this Wednesday if that's good on your end i want to make sure it's that's what you would like so we'll do it on wednesday and we'll we'll drop it then and um i don't know maybe i'll i'll reach out to everybody again and we'll and get everybody on a call we'll get shana here and luke and all you guys and kind of do like a uh a a post discussion of how you guys feel of of the film because i'd love to get everybody on one Uh, call and do that would be great. And I would especially love to have Shane on it. She's been out of the country, so we, we haven't gotten to have her on things. So I, I really am very eager to get her on. All right. I will make sure to, I'll probably do that tomorrow. So I'll send up a, a big, you know, um, email list of everybody and kind of go from there because it's fun talking to all of you and, uh, yeah. you know, seeing all the experiences that you all uh, kind of went through and how everybody was taking it and, Everybody, I feel like, really likes the the film that they made, and that's a good thing. Uh, if someone yeah. comes out of it, it's like, yeah, I didn't like that at all. That's, that's not a good thing. But Not if, a good sign, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and especially this is like the first time for a lot of the people on here doing something to this length is uh, yeah. is really, really cool. And it's only going to go up from here. So I hope that, you know, after uh, this drops that you get a lot more, um, you know, people asking you to be in their movies because I want to see you on screen more. And I can't Thank wait you. for Black Mold. 
<laughs> me neither <laughs> it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome so um thank you kato for for being here that's pretty much all that i uh have to to ask but you know there's probably gonna be something after we're done I'm like damn it i forgot to ask her that but uh <laughs> it happens every time but uh we'll, yeah. we'll we'll all you know get together and reconvene and and do like a, a post discussion of the the drop on shutter i think it would be really really fun to get everybody on here for that i would love that that'd be great uh, I'll I'll figure it out a day. I'll, I'll reach out to everybody and we'll figure it out from there. But uh, thank you for coming on and you know taking some time out of your day uh, to come over here and, and talk some uh, horror. Awesome Absolutely, you thank you so much. This was really wonderful. And thank you for creating something that I love <laughs> and that you know you love, and hopefully everybody else in the world's gonna love. So it's gonna be an awesome week, and I'm anxious for everybody because I'm like I really hope. <laughs> Our group lit. thread is lit. We're all just sitting there like. <laughs> <laughs> it just needs to get five yeah. skulls across the board on Shutter. If it doesn't, I'm going to be very upset, but it's okay. <laughs> four, four is good too. Four to five, I'll, I'll be happy. Anything yeah. lower than that? No, 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 no. People are watching the yeah. wrong movie. <laughs> they clicked on a different revealer. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> All right, Kato. I think we'll, we'll, we'll I'll let you uh, go now, and then, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll reconvene with everybody and figure out a good day to do that. And hopefully, my co-host will be able to uh, attend because he loved this film too, and he's just been stuck at work, you know, yeah. working a, a job, and also doing the podcast like I do. Um, his hours are different. He works in the kitchen, so his hours are yeah, yeah, I totally understand that. All over yeah. the place. <laughs> but um, it was awesome having you on. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Thank you. And this was the Baron Tied Up Podcast. I was your host, Dustin, and that was Cato. I'm going to butcher your last name again. It's um, AC. 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 <laughs> yeah. I got to get that in my head. So Cato, AC. It's just like the letters. It's it's hot outside. I've got to put on yeah, AC. Yeah. A, I don't know why Google told me it was awesome. <laughs> oh, like, oh, the... Google will try it with me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I tried. I tried. So. <laughs> no, you, you did for, a great uh, job. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here, and we'll definitely connect. Uh, have a good night, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Sounds good. You take care.